Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soul 49, guys. This is the Sons of Liberty. I'm a. Let him cook! Let him cook! Alright, guys, guys. Alright, let me preface this. It's Soul 49. Today's so gonna be like a little bit of a sad topic, obviously. I'm sure everyone's seen the news. Um, Bro! And, and let me just let's just preface this really quickly. If we make some off time jokes, just just so, just so you guys know, uh, that's just how we cope with it. Bro, okay, guys? bro, it's no, 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 no. Okay, this is Sons of Liberty. You know the drill, all right? Yeah, we're gonna yeah, make yeah. fun of everything, all right? Obviously, we, we don't mean to be insensitive. We're gonna try to be respectful. But yeah. it's us. You know, you don't expect. Don't worry, guys. We're gonna we're gonna bomb the shit out of this episode, guys. Don't worry. That is wild. <laughs> Hitting the ground running. Okay, so yeah, we have a lot to talk about, and it's not just the elephant in the room. Not just like you know what's going on with fucking Israel and Palestine and Hamas. That is gonna be a big part of it. But there's more to talk about, and we're gonna get we're gonna get into all of it today in this episode of Sense of Liberty. So. Uh, with that being said, uh, do we even want to do our intros this time? Like, no, let's just get straight into it. Well, let's go, you know what? Let's cut to yeah. the chase. Kaika, you have the floor. All right. You know, just to preface this whole podcast, I don't like doing viewer discretions, but I feel like this is definitely not appropriate for people under 18. So if if you're under 18, just I, be I don't know uh, who the fuck cautious. would be watching us that's like a minor anyways, because, I mean, most people who like are that young and give a shit about politics are probably getting their political hot takes from like tiktok or youtube shorts probably <laughs> not hour-long podcasts but worth saying just in case i guess yeah it, it's gonna be uh depressing and it's gonna be hard to watch at certain points so i just want to make that very clear but we still need to talk about it because it's important yeah if you guys don't know i'm assuming you guys don't just for a quick second Essentially, uh, there's this territory next to Israel called Gaza. Uh, this is filled. This is a predominantly Muslim area. When I say pr- when I mean predominantly, I mean literally all the people there are Muslim. There is zero Jews that live in Gaza, and they house a terrorist organization named Hamas. And Hamas uh, was elected by the people of Gaza in 2006, and they still retain popularity in Gaza. So even though they haven't had an election in quite some time. They're still popular by all available polls. Regardless, on Saturday, October 7th, Hamas actually sent in 1,500 terrorists into uh, Israel, and they just went, they just wrecked havoc in Israel. I'm talking, they went inside homes, they shot and killed women, children, men, they raped children, they beheaded people. It was really sad. And we're going to get into the footage of what happened as well. So just, just give us a sec to get there. Just laying down the context. So, a lot of people are wondering, how was this possible? How did Hamas, a pretty unsophisticated organization terrorist group that doesn't have access to a lot of good materials, actually break into Israel, who has a border that is the most sophisticated border on the planet? They spent billions and billions of dollars on this border to protect themselves from this very situation from happening. Well, if you guys don't know, Hamas is actually a terrorist organization funded by Iran. And if you don't understand what happened in the past month, Iran got a $6 billion uh, funding. Hey, actually, uh, sorry, I don't, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but like while we're on the subject, isn't yeah. uh, Israel's border like so strong and defensive because they have to be like, 
constantly on alert for attacks from basically all of their neighbors that they right. have a missile defense system called the Iron Dome. Uh, yes. That was... I it was believe, developed in the Obama administration. Yeah, it was partially funded by the U.S. And it, it it's 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 a missile defense system that works by uh, shooting down the missiles with more missiles. And yes. And, li- like, around a certain perimeter uh, from, like, missile detection systems. And yeah, so, Israel takes its security very seriously. Yeah. And the thing and is, we, we've seen uh, this, uh, you know, sort of system be implemented uh, before, not even just during the Obama administration, uh, but during the Trump and Biden administration as well. And we've seen instances of, of the Israel-Palestine conflict sort of flare up at key moments uh, that we've even covered during this podcast. Am I correct about that? We have. I mean, Israel-Palestine, I don't want to call it a cycle because... Um... I think that's bad to to name it that, especially with the current context. But yeah, there's definitely been conflict between Israel and Palestine forever. I mean, this happens usually every two years. This time it happened a little sooner, and we're going to get into that. And just to add on to Chow, Israel takes the security so seriously that their national airline, it's called El Al, they have anti-missile defense on their commercial aircraft. Just because... Everybody knows that Israel has one of the giant, one of the biggest targets on their back whenever they fly into their home country, because obviously they're surrounded by Arab countries who want to kill them. Um, so the reason why Iran is important in the situation was because Joe Biden, one month ago exactly, I think he he gave it on the ninth, so I guess it's a month and one day ago, he gave Iran or he unfroze Iran six billion dollars worth of assets, and Iran is. In the region, it's the second biggest, I guess, power in the Middle East behind Saudi Arabia. They basically fund a whole bunch of terrorist organizations, not only in Gaza, not only in Palestine, but also in Yemen and other places in the Middle East. So they have a a large presence. And Hamas is almost entirely funded by Iran. So when Joe Biden unfroze $6 billion worth of assets to Iran, a lot of people, rightfully so, were questioning, hey, this is... A pretty bad decision because even though Joe Biden and many others said this money is only going to be used for humanitarian aid, even if you take that at its, at its face value where Iran is going to be clean as the driven snow, they're only going to use it for humanitarian aid, well then you have a problem because the money that they were going to use on terrorism, well they're going to have more of it because they don't need to spend as much money on humanitarian stuff. Right. So now they have more money to fund these terrorist organizations. So it was a dumb point. The Joe Biden, uh, the Biden administration is basically claiming $6 billion. It's never going to go to these terrorist organizations because they pledged, which is not <laughs> a very good thing, they pledged to only use it for humanitarian aid. Okay. Well, that's not exactly is, is, how that works. Isn't, isn't the most, uh, I would say, iconic uh, move in the terrorist tool belt is to blend in with other non-terroristic, non-criminal uh, like organizations to sort of chameleon blend itself into the rest of uh, like an organization or infrastructure or a nation. Yes. Like the, like the point of... The point of sort of that maneuver is that the, the goal of the terrorist is to make it so that um, in order to stop them, you have to uh, 
like you know sort of cut off sort of humanitarian aid and relief and in that way it creates a further divide uh within yourself or you know like i guess in this example it'd be within um you know america about why we're denying this aid to a region that is you know war-torn and distraught that is ultimately i have to think part of the terrorists uh conclusion it is part of the plan to make it so that helping uh you know the region uh becomes impossible uh without also in some way helping the terrorists it's it's, it's a catch-22 basically is what i'm saying right so either way it was going to go to terroristic purposes and we already know that iran is involved with this hamas invasion because hamas as i mentioned is not very sophisticated so in no way could they deploy 1,500 people, excuse me, 1,500 terrorists into Israel without help from a major superpower in the Middle East. That's just not possible with what they have, with what they're working with. Especially since Gaza is kind of disconnected from the actual world. They almost have a blockade. Israel almost has a blockade on Gaza. Because every time they let loose on Gaza, they do the same thing. They basically bomb the shit out of Israel. So they always have to keep a tight grip over Gaza and make sure nothing could, no one could really escape. Right. That's a whole different point. A lot of people are saying that Donald Trump, if he was president, this conflict would have never happened. And I think at this point, in this very situation, I don't think, I think the case for Afghanistan is like kind of hard to make, you know, because it's all speculation and we don't really know what happened. In Ukraine, speculation as well. But in this situation, we know for a fact that if Donald Trump was president, this would have never happened because we have video proof of him laying out the consequences of Joe Biden unfreezing the $6 billion worth of aid to Iran. So let's go ahead and watch this first clip. This is Donald Trump discussing the $6 billion of unfrozen aid. Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Just as when Obama sent the Iranian regime pallets of cash for hostages in the dark of night, remember, plane loads of cash, Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to Stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East and all around the world, costing countless innocent lives. It's also guaranteed that the fanatical Iranian regime will use this money to advance their nuclear weapons program, putting Israel, the United States, and the entire world in very grave peril. Watching this clip, I just find it, like, a little funny how he even calls out like, this was made a month ago, right? This was August made 17th. when it was announced, the $6 billion. It, the $6 billion was very recent. It was only a month ago. I saw how he literally called out Israeli. Israel, you know? As to be number one target for the Iranian, you know, well, yeah. people. Because the thing is... um, Sorry, what... what fuck, I just had, like, a huge Go Joe Biden for moment. It. Yeah, real. Um... You know, uh, Trump called it. I, I, yes, absolutely. Trump called it. But more importantly than that, I would just say, uh, Iran and a lot of these surrounding nations all have uh, one goal in mind in this entire situation. 
and that is to erase Israel. Kaboom. Yep. And uh, I think it actually does sort of extend further than that to just completely eradicate the Jewish people off of the planet. Just completely. You know, the same goal that the Nazis had, but, you know, who, who, who am I to say about that, right? But the thing is, um, I, I actually don't entirely think that Israel has the same goal about, uh, you know, the Palestinians necessarily or the sort of um, Arabs of the region in general. Uh, in the same way. Can I provide supporting evidence to that point? Yes. So, the population of Israel is 20% Arab. Do you know what pop- do you know the actual percentage of Jews that live in the Gaza Strip is? Didn't you say it was none? It was zero. Yeah. And that's because if any Jew enters the Gaza Strip, they will be killed immediately. Wow. But, Arabs, Muslims... They live freely in Israel, and they actually right. serve in their Congress. So they're a part of society, unlike in Palestine and Congress Gaza. isn't just society. Congress is government. Right. Yeah. It's probably even more important. So, and, and the thing is, I said something similar to this back when we covered the uh, Israeli-Palestine conflict previously on the Soul podcast. I assume it was much it was earlier. a while ago. Uh, you know, 2021, somewhere around there. 2022. Um... And the, the thing is, that, that, was, that was my stance then, and I would say it really hasn't changed in the situation. Um, when, you, when you look at the Israel-Palestine conflict, you know, I would say certainly back then, and to a lesser extent now, uh, you could probably make at least somewhat of a solid argument that both sides were committing atrocities. Um, but the difference was that if, um, if Palestine... And Iran and Hamas, not Hamas, because they're a fucking terrorist organization. They would have to disband in order for this to happen. But if 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 Iran and Palestine were to give up their arms and stop the war, there would be peace. If Israel gave up their arms and set and tried to make peace and like tried to stop the war themselves, they would be genocided again. And so it's like, yep. you know, when, 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 you're, when you're measuring sort of, I guess, radicality of the two sides of the conflict, the fact of the matter is Israel, you know, even now I, 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 I see because of these statistics that you laid out, um, would be willing to some kind of reconciliation if Palestine and Iran were to stop this barbaric behavior, something at all. It would not work the other way around. And honestly, at some point, you know, there, there probably are a few more, like, I would say, extremists who support Israel who say, no, there would be no reconciliation. At some point, I almost kind of understand because Palestine and Iran and Hamas have been, you know, engaged in this conflict with Israel, you know, like you said, basically forever. I mean, not literally forever, but it's been... Yeah, it's it, been a while. It, it seems endless. It seems endless. And at some point, it really just comes down to religious and ethnic hatred. There is no justification for that. It's, it's barbaric. The actions of Hamas, of Iran for funding Hamas, of Palestine, you know, 
constantly bombing Israel to the point where they have to make the Iron Dome to defend themselves. Uh, there is no defense. Maybe there right. was a defense before, but there certainly isn't one now. And just to add on um, to what Chad was saying, he he's absolutely correct. So Hamas has made it very clear since 2006, since 1987 when they were formed, that their sole goal on this planet is to eradicate the Jews. If you look at just polling, Arabs in Israel, they don't really like the Israeli government, but they don't want to go back to Gaza because they know their life will be significantly worse. And so a lot of Arabs are actually not even defending Gaza. Unlike a lot of other, uh, I guess, countries or nations in the region, specifically Iran, of course, um, and others. But do you know who else is... Uh, defending and covering up and excusing the actions of this terrorist organization. Well, it's definitely Iran. Yes. I believe uh, Venezuela, actually, <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Venezuela, Venezuela came out and supported the Palestinians. All really? I gotta say about Venezuela yeah. is get your money up, not your funny up. Oh, wait, you got your money too up, now it's worthless. Yeah, and um, I believe Russia came out in, I guess, somewhat supportive of the Palestinians. It wasn't very clear they were using vague language. Um, Most nations have denounced the Palestinians besides a lot of African and Middle Eastern countries, of course, because a lot of them are Muslim-dominated. There are some countries like Saudi Arabia, which a lot of people are assuming that this attack happened the way it did was because Israel is almost this close. You can't see it, but very close to brokering a deal between Saudi Arabia and themselves a peace deal, which is uh, very good, considering that doesn't really happen often between Israel and Arab nations. And Iran, not wanting to basically have this larger alliance where Saudi Arabia and Israel are against them, they decided that they wanted Hamas to invade Israel and do these these terrorist attacks so that Saudi Arabia comes in with uh, a little bit more caution into this deal, and maybe even renounce it. But... I want to get back to the point where a lot of leftists were basically suggesting that, oh no, don't worry, Iran would never not use this $6 billion for non-humanitarian purposes. Well, at the time, which I think I pointed out, the Iranian president literally said he will use the aid for whatever he wants. So if we look at this clip, um, I'm going to highlight it for you guys. Mm -hmm. Start at 255 and then end at 340. He literally says, I'm going to use it for how I want it to be used completely disregarding what Joe Biden and a lot of foreign policymakers said. You believe this money was wrongfully taken from Iran, but what is your expectation of its use? We're told that it's for humanitarian purposes, food and medicine. Do you believe you have the right to use that money in any way that you see fit? This money belongs to the Islamic Republic of Iran, and naturally, we will decide, the Islamic Republic of Iran will decide to to spend it wherever uh, we need it. So if I hear you clearly that it will be used for more than humanitarian purposes in your view. Humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people needs. So this money will be budgeted for those needs. Wow, okay, that was that was really just like mask off. 
humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people needs. So it doesn't actually mean humanitarian work. It means whatever they can call humanitarian work and get away with it. Yep, and Joe Biden and company still approved the $6 billion deal. Um, So, in my opinion, I think a large amount of blame definitely goes on Joe Biden. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. Especially since $6 billion is a lot. I think it's also important to recognize that it isn't just Joe Biden. Remember, Joe Biden still doesn't really understand where he is. It's it's Mm -hmm. his administration. It's his political party, the Democrats. And it's that sect of American politics um, who, for a while now, I would say, has been on a crusade of calling everyone who disagrees with their progressive policies uh, fascist, Nazi, keep that in mind, uh, you know, alt-right, you know, reactionary, but Nazi in specific. So there, there, there have been many attempts uh, from progressive, for pro- progressives and leftists to appeal to the concept of anti-Semitism as a as a flavor of racism and bigotry that shall be um, blacklisted uh, in any way possible at the expense of free speech, at the expense of, uh, you know, the right of uh, people, you know, sort of that, that right, uh, that open public space is right to have an open forum to discuss all ideas, even, you know, harmful or bad ideas. The left has been saying for a while now, no, 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 no. There are some ideas that are so bad because they target these groups of people that they cannot be talked about. They cannot be discussed. They cannot even be mentioned or you will be blacklisted from society. And one of those ideologies was, uh, you know, racism. And then I guess more specifically, anti-Semitism. And so the progressive left has used hatred against uh, the Jewish people as a uh, as a battering ram to you know destroy all discussions of ideas, that, many of which have nothing to do with anti-Semitism or Jews in general, but just you know as a general like uh, sort of destruction of discourse. And so you would think if that was the case that progressives and leftists in America would be very pro-war as they have been with Ukraine uh, and the Russia-Ukrainian war. They would be very pro-war on the side of Israel. Except, except there is a clear hypocrisy in the modern-day progressive uh, cycle of thought. And that hypocrisy is that uh, progressives both, um, they hate uh, anti-Semitism, and they and they and they stand for uh, the rights and the uh, sort of freedom from supposed marginalization of the Jewish people. But then at the same time, they're also uh, pro-Islam. They're pro-Islam in its current form. They are pro uh, many of the Islamic countries, including. Iran and including 
Uh, Pakistan. Uh, yeah. Pakistan. What the fuck? No, Palestine. Sorry. Palestine. Palestine. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit. They sound close enough. It, whatever. Okay. Palestine. So the left is pro-Palestine. Palestine's main goal is to exterminate the Jewish race. So how can you be both like, I, I don't know. I, Pro-Semitic sounds weird. I guess I'm just going to say anti-anti-Semitic. It's because... Also pro-Palestine and pro-Islam. It's because of the far-left caucus of the Democratic Party. People like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, those people on the left, very far left, they, for some reason, hold this very democratic, liberating view where they also believe that Israel is somehow... Uh, this apartheid state that has this massive grip on Gaza and the people of Palestine are suffering under their rule. But that doesn't really conform with the with the fact that Gaza, the people of Gaza, they basically terrorize Israel and call for their extinction. And the reason why people like Rashida Tlaib and AOC say this type of thing is because Israel commits quote-unquote atrocities in Gaza. And they have, like, this power imbalance. But that's not exactly true since uh, Hamas, they actually use people and public buildings as sort of the shield. So that when Israel actually attacks their weapon caches, they also kill civilians. So that blood is not on Israel, but on Hamas. Because they're explicitly putting these weapon caches next to civilians. Yeah. But we'll get into that. I'll, I'll provide some proof and evidence about that. Um, later in. So, you you have a certain level of um, hypocrisy, and then, of course, the, the, the justification, right? Because, of course, they have to have at least some level of justification or else their ideology fundamentally doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't, but, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it has to it's work. It's very surface it, level. Yeah, and, and it's circular. It, it, right. It is circular reasoning. Um, but beyond that, I would just, I would just say that, uh, the, the progressive response, uh, both from the masses and from, uh, you know, the government, you know, the Biden administration has shown that when push comes to shove, when put into a position where the two ideologies, uh, clash, the resulting output is that Islam wins, not Islam wins over Israel uh, in the real world, but that Islam wins over Israel in the mind of the progressive. The, 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 the Jewish people who are being subjugated and slaughtered by Hamas are second place to the belief in, in a progressive's mind that uh, it, like uh, Islam and the, the countries that are you know, predominantly Arab and have, are basically Islamic theocracies. So Iran, Saudi Arabia, uh, and of course, Palestine, all of those, uh, countries and nations are allies of the progressive doctrine. And -hmm. because of that, uh, again, when a push comes to shove, who gets shoved? It, it it's 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 very it's very disgusting and uh the justification that i hear a lot for this 
uh, especially you know over the past um sort of few years. Yeah, uh, few years, but especially like a few months and and few weeks as this um event has been uh taking place is that uh progressives are pro uh like pro Jew but anti Israel or like they're they're pro Israeli but anti Israel like anti Zionist. And I think they're pro Jewish but anti sovereignty. Which so they, you know they, is yeah. a bit of a it's a bit of a oxymoron considering anti sovereignty. Uh first of all, you know, wh- what does that mean, right? You just want Jewish people to be like a slave race. And secondly, they wouldn't even get the chance because again Mentioning it for the third time, Palestinians' end goal is the complete and utter erasure of the Jewish people as a race. So, no, there is no opportunity for coexistence. There is no one-state solution. Not a one-state solution that keeps Palestine around, that's for sure. If if there was any hope of um, that, it's certainly gone now. Yeah, and um, mark my words, I I was talking to one of my uh, friends at college, like, yesterday about this. I told him, just look over the next 48 to 72 hours and see the left's response and the media's response to Israel basically leveling out Gaza. And a lot of people are going to say, well... If you level off Gaza, that's going to be bad for the people, but that's what you have to do to eradicate Hamas. Unfortunately, a large amount of people in in Gaza actually support Hamas. And until you actually get rid of the leaders, nothing will change. And that's just the reality. And Israel's pretty good at killing high-level commanders and leaders in foreign places. So even if they stay in an offshoot nation like Libya, they're going to get killed. But here's the thing, right? Even if they kill off their leaders, I feel like they'll make it into, like, a catalyst to strengthen their beliefs and really concrete even more than it already has and have them rise against... Give them another reason to rise against the Jews in Israel. Well, see, I... I to some point, I actually understand that. I think you could kill people, but it's hard to kill ideology. Mm-hmm. And I do sympathize with that. But I think at this point, you do have to kill people because some people need to be held responsible for their actions. It's more about justice at this point than, uh, than I guess, acting out of principle, if you even would consider that principle. Just to, uh, just to make it clear, so a thousand people died on Saturday, the first uh, day of the attacks. That might not seem like a lot to Americans, but understand... A thousand people, if you convert that in terms of population equivalence to the United States, that's 37,000 American people. Or if you want to convert it into 9-11 attacks, that's 12 and a half attacks in one day. So imagine just complete and utter destruction and almost in an even worse way because not only are your people getting killed, but they're also being raped and pillaged. In the most inhumane way possible. These these animals were entering people's homes. They were killing the fathers. They were going to the mothers, raping them in front of their children. And then killing everyone else. And uh, there was a report that came out earlier today. 
that basically uh, what they found was 40 Israeli babies were beheaded in a very small town. So many people were in fact killed that 10% of the small town was gone. So I think that uh, that speaks to the point where it's more about gaining justice than acting out of principle or what you would consider principle. Which at that point makes sense considering um, a lot of uh, leftist and leftist ideology operates off of uh, consequentialist ethics as opposed to deontological ethics. And this, of course, implies their uh, their policy. So, what kind of justice are you looking for? So, are you trying to, like, blow up all of Gaza? Or are you just going after the leaders? Just to the leaders. And then, I would say the people that are just making it worse for the people of Gaza. And what I mean by that is the people basically directing civilians to stay in their homes. Well, Israel explicitly says... Get out of this apartment complex because it will be bombed in two hours. See, this is the thing about Israel. Israel is so humane that it will call the apartment complex and send out text messages to everybody who lives in the apartment complex and basically say, in two hours, this building is going to get bombed. So if you want to live, get out of it. And Hamas, the leaders, the organizers, they go into these buildings and say, in order to sacrifice yourself to Allah, you must stay in this building. And what that basically does is when Israel bombs the building, civilians die. And when civilians die, the press records this. Right. And when the press records this, the West finds out. And then you have people like AOC and a large portion of people on the left come out and suggest that Israel is somehow equivalent to Hamas because they're committing war atrocities. Well, hang on. That's not exactly the same thing. Israel is explicitly telling people to get out if you want your lives to be saved. Hamas is telling them hey, you need to stay in this building to sacrifice your life. You need to be a martyr. That is a war crime. And I don't think Israel should be held responsible for those actions. That should be all on Hamas. Well, that's the thing with the left, right? Especially nowadays, they don't see the full picture. They only look at, they zoom in to the part where it's negative on a certain side they want it to be negative on. They don't look at the whole picture. They don't look at the backstory. They don't do anything. And they create this false narrative especially right now in your example towards uh, Israel, that they're mad, bad people that are killing these citizens. When in reality, they're giving these people time to leave and notifying them. But because of Haman, they're forced to die for their right. uh, Allah. It, so, it, it, it's a certain level of disrespect for human life. Just in general. Right. And if you don't believe that it's happening... I invite everyone to look at the Al-Shifa Hospital and see the Wikipedia page. And if you don't want to do that, especially for our audio listeners, because I get it, maybe you're driving a car, on Wikipedia it says it's the de facto headquarters for Hamas. So what does that mean? What that basically means is Hamas built their headquarters under this hospital in the hopes that Israel will not bomb the hospital because obviously those are the most innocent and helpless people in society. That's how evil these people are. You're not, you're not facing people. You're almost facing animals. They're barbaric in almost every imaginable way. Well, that's terrorists for you. That's yeah, just it's, how they are. Terrorism, yeah. They will degrade their own humanity to spread a message through fear and intimidation. 
Right. Not sure how to transition to this uh, this next one. But this next topic is just us uh, showing everyone what's basically happening in Israel and uh, the pillagement. Now, full disclosure, we can't obviously show everything about what's going on just because of how YouTube is structured. But I feel like I chose uh, the best clips that I could realistically show without the video or channel getting taken down. So this first one, just to provide a little bit of context, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, I'm pretty sure I did in the beginning of the podcast. Um, when Hamas initially entered Israel, there was a festival going on, an EDM festival, and 260 people were murdered. Most of them were Jews. Some of them happened to be foreigners, like from Germany, and oddly enough, Thailand. And there was video captured of people in Gaza recording them celebrating the capturing of this German woman who was dead. And there's video online of her being raped after she was killed. This is the tape before she was raped. So after she, she died, this is her body laying in this pickup truck with a lot of Hamas supporters cheering into the crowds right before she got raped. I just can't understand the disgust. Like, you are doing this, like, in the name of your God, right? And the amount of disgust. Like, you don't see Christians going up to gay people and skinning them and raping them because they're gay. But you do in the Middle East. Right. I I think we all agree it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, is this... uh, Like, I don't know anyone who's Muslim, but is this just the standard Muslim practice? And the thing is, there are, like, there are Muslim reformers who don't believe that this is ethical. I mean, to some extent, how could you, you know? There are good Muslims who want to reform their religion and reform their practice to actually update it to the 21st century instead of the fucking 13th century. Right. And I think, um, if you look at it, because they they do include the Old Testament in in their in their book i I don't know what i forgot what's called the quran right that's what it's called yeah, it's so the old testament is included so obviously if you read the old testament just by reading the ten commandments none of this makes sense and so i look i get that uh it's pretty prevalent in the middle east that this happens but i i don't think it's fair to say that uh this is like the predominant way muslims view it if that makes sense or maybe if that's the right way to do things. I think this is an extreme form of Muslim thought. Yes. And uh, I don't think they exactly practice the Muslim religion, but I haven't read the Quran, so I wouldn't know much. I also just... have, have to think on some level that this is a form of uh, religious indoctrinated mass psychosis. Yeah. Because everybody, no matter the culture, has a default basic very basic level of morality there is a certain like tolerance to human disgust that everybody has that is baked into us from birth 
and you know that can be uh you know co- that can be coaxed out that can be snuffed out that can be uh influenced but it has to come from somewhere and i have to think that some of these more radical muslims especially the ones that are joining these fucking barbaric terrorist groups like Hamas have just been they've been indoctrinated so much that their baseline guttural sense of morality has been either flipped or completely destroyed because how can anybody find this moral how can right. anybody find this moral that hasn't been completely rewritten it, it's it's disgusting and the thing is even if even to those who say you know free palestine i think even they understand that on some level this is immoral behavior extremely immoral behavior right I, and i think the uh the point to this is hamas is not killing soldiers they're killing civilians i you know i i, I read somewhere I, I while you were uh uh, uh talking i was looking for the source for this so that we could put it in the uh, podcast couldn't find it but um uh an interview with a jihadist about um uh you know hamas and uh the jihadists uh killing israeli civilians is they said oh no uh israeli citizens aren't civilians because they voted for their military and it's a militaristic country. They literally don't see civilians as civilians, as uninvolved uh, people of a nation that aren't, or at least shouldn't be, in the path of war. They just see them as future military recruits or the people that would make future military recruits. That is the kind of lens that you would use about a war when you completely remove the aspect of humanity. Yes. And that's what they've done. They've well, completely removed like, the humanity. They're not, I don't view these as human no more. These people are not human. They are animals. They are primal. They have dehumanized meat. themselves. Yes. It is of no fault of ours. It is of no fault of the Israelis. It is their own fault. And just to add on, themselves. I th- I think the foreign uh, s- some minister of war in Israel used the term animal to describe Hamas, and a lot of people on the left got upset that that wasn't proper uh, verbiage. And I-, I think we could all push back on that because this is animalistic and this is barbaric on every single front. It is. There's no other way to describe this. I I'm gonna be honest. I did not come into this podcast episode thinking that. I, you know, I see a lot of uh, people who are supporting Israel calling, um, calling like Hamas like like animals, like they're not even human. And I was probably just going to come here and say, well, they're doing some horrible shit, but they're still human, right? Humans are capable of terrible things, but they they are acting like animals, and I have to think that part of it is because. Uh, you get so devoted to an ideology that you were born into from birth 
that it becomes the only way that you can see the world. And that overrides that sort of basic like morality that I was talking about. It does remove your humanity. And of course, every single person who participates in these atrocities has a choice. Right. Um, there's a, there's a second video, which is less gruesome, which is, you know, better for our channel, but it basically portrays people fleeing from the festival, um, in their car, away from Hamas, and even then, while they're in their car, they still get killed. And I just want to point out, this is, we're going to watch a Twitter video, I'm going to highlight it. The caption for this Twitter video uh, is titled the Zion or this Zionist reached the road of death and went to meet Azrael, which if you don't know what that is, that's the angel of death. What? So the, the Twitter video was titled uh. by a Palestinian supporter. The Zionist reached the road of death and went to meet Azrael, which is the angel of death. Azrael. Jesus. Okay. Let me watch this. Bro, fuck these Palestinians, bro. Like, what is wrong with them? What is actually wrong with their, like, brain thing? This is okay. Oh my god, they just opened fucking fire. Yep. Yeah. And to think that these Palestinian fucking supporters, like, even the US ones, they're just so stupid. The stupidity is so real. Like, yeah, we make jokes at Jewish people on the podcast here and there, but these people just, like, have this hate. This hate for, like, them. Blind hate. I know. They're blind. Oh, my God. Just just gunning them down. Just gunning them down. It's just disgusting. Honestly, this the, whole the, situation. I, I know the driver didn't know any better. and you know, He should have just floored it, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. They should just just help the gas pedal. Like, bruh, you're but, trying to get out of there? Nah, but get I... Get the fuck out of there, Nah, but see, the thing is, you know, most, you know, sort of civilians, th that's what they would do, right? They, they would slow down because they, they they have sort of trust in that institutions. Did I don't think they knew that it was, um, you know, a fucking terrorist. Um, right. Nobody knew the extent of how many Hamas terrorists were in the country at that point. Yeah, and th that was just it. Like... Uh, you know, a couple of bullets, you know, hit the dash cam, it's over. It, no chance to react, no chance for forgiveness or repentance. One, two, three, bye. What the yeah. fuck? I, I know this is going to sound hollow because I am an atheist and I don't believe in prayer. But I, I, I do, I genuinely do hope that Something, something is, happens for them. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say in this situation. It's just. There's no words to describe. There really aren't. Yeah. And by the way, I'm it's not even showing you guys. loss of human life over what? Really nothing. I'm not even showing you guys the gruesome clips. Because there are. Oh, clips there are worse. Are... Yeah. There is definitely worse. And it's already eliciting this type of response from us, so I think that goes to show how barbaric these people are. Well, I mean, that's what war is. War yeah. is humanity justifying, you know, killing itself. And it will do well, it in a very gruesome way. 
And, you know, I, I have to, of course, mention that it's kind of hard to see this as double-sided anymore. It was certainly easier to do that back in, you know, whenever, whenever we were talking about this. Because Israel and Palestine were both shelling each other. And I'm sure to a smaller extent that might still be happening. But, I mean, this is, like, this is, this is, this is next level. And, of course, yeah. I have to kind of ask what changed, you know, in the past, like, week, four days. A new war It's hard began, to say. But I feel like they've always been at war, haven't they? They have. And I, I pointed out how it might be because Israel is trying to cut a deal with Saudi Arabia. Ah. It also might be because um, on Saturday it was a religious holiday. The holiday is named Shabbat, where Israelis, they don't actually have... Any access to electronics, electricity, if you're practicing Orthodox. And so the goal, presumably, if that was the case, to attack on this special sacred holiday where Israelis are most vulnerable. So that, that would have been presumably one explanation. The second explanation is Saudi Arabia. Or the third, we don't know. Maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe it's none of those. Maybe it's something we can't even think of. Does it even matter? I don't think it does at this point. At some point? Yeah. And so, recently there's been this uh, CNN clip going around. Um, this one is not as gruesome, besides the fact that the CNN reporter is standing behind body bags. But he's describing what he sees in Israel. So I think we should uh, just take a look and uh, hear him out. Bodies. This is the saddest part of liberating and taking back control of this kibbutz, barely a mile, a kilometer from the border with Gaza. It's been a two-day fight. There are bodies everywhere. There were so many murdered members of this kibbutz. Men, women, children, hands bound, shot, executed, heads cut. The Israeli Defense Force are back in control. Heads cut? Children? As I mentioned not too long ago, 40 babies were found beheaded today, this morning. Babies are some of the most innocent, helpless people out there who have no chance to defend themselves. And that's what Hamas did. Wow. Wait, the wor the worst video yet. Oh my god, there's more. Okay. This this is my opinion is probably the worst. It's a little bit of a longer one. Alright, let me see this. Um, I would say this is the worst because you hear children rationalize um or try to rationalize what's happening to their family at that point. <laughs> Get 
No more. No more. No relax. No, no, no. It's sister. It's sister. My sister died. Relax. Relax. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go, boys. What? say about that what do I even try to say see I feel like this clip hits more at home because you see the person the the personal aspect of it the, the loss the truly see the loss in people's eyes you know yeah and... the Israelis are uniquely humanized while the agents of Hamas have purposefully dehumanized themselves exactly and like i feel like this clip makes me personally more emotional rather than other clips that we've seen already because you see the effects it has on people's families so this is just a very gruesome time we're living right now especially how people of the left right now are supporting pakistan in this war and it's very surprising um free palestine maybe. though right this is what this is what it was all building to this was what it, it was worth fighting for it reminds me like oh, of the free my homie jamal meme <laughs> of like jamal killed 15 children but nah free my homie jamal it reminds yeah. me of that in the fact that they are supporting palestine just because they are i guess evil right they're trying to be opposite of the conservative right and that shouldn't be the case you shouldn't always just be uh what's the word devil's advocate to your enemy you should just support what you support and if it aligns with the other side it aligns with the other side that's right? not how it works though here's the thing um both uh, the agents of Hamas and the progressive left have something in common. And I theorize this is why they're on the same team, at least to some extent. And it's because both of their ideologies are utopian, at least to a certain extent. Um, the, the Islamists, of course, believe that if you die fighting for the religion, if you die uh, you know, in war for your god, you are guaranteed entry into heaven. And what is heaven but a perfect infinite paradise? The socialists that we know too well, uh, and of course their cultural variant uh, known as the progressives, um, believe that if we overthrow capitalism and we institute 
a system of wealth redistribution, we can basically create a heaven on earth. We can create uh, an eternal paradise. Both of these ideologies suffer from the same problems of utopianism, which is that they can justify any amount of evil, even evil that they admit is evil. I mean, Hamas would never because they don't consider Israeli people. That's, that's just a dehumanization tactic. On some level, they understand what they're doing is wrong, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if they can calculate a finite amount of evil to lead to an infinite good in their own heads, what does it matter? That's the mind game. That's the mind game of the, the utopian. Most ideologies are not utopian in nature. They understand that the world is imperfect and that the move towards better societies are also going to be imperfect and gradual. And there are still going to be problems. There are still going to be death and suffering and famine and an and energy crisis and the laws of the universe. To escape from that is to allow any horrible action to that process to be not just morally neutral, but morally good. And so this is why utopian ideologies in general uh, lead to, or at least can lead to horrible atrocities, because they provide the justification. And so progressivism pro progressivism has an ally in uh the actions of palestine and in the actions of iran and in the actions of hamas because even though their goals are radically different and even though their methods are radically different the end point the similarities of those goals are the same and yeah. in that way it is, it is, I would believe, fair to say that whatever criticisms anyone has for modern-day progressivism in the West should be considered to at least have some level of carryover to valid criticism against what is happening in Israel. And vice versa. It is and obviously just one not to the same extent... But understand that if progressives had power, could be. I just want to add one thing to the last clip we watched. I think the reason why that one was the hardest to watch out of all the ones we've watched so far was because you could associate a sense of humanity and humility to people in that video that you cannot do to body bags on the floor. And that's what makes it so difficult to view. So, um, and the unfortunate part about this whole situation is they're not, there aren't many survivors or not a lot of people, uh, I guess captured on video surviving. The people that Hamas claims to, that they hold hostage, a lot of people are suggesting that they might claim they're held hostage, but they're already dead. So there's also that aspect. And when we look at where we're at today with this whole situation, where two days after um, that last clip we watched, Israel has been bombing Gaza. And we'll get to the images of that in a, in a little bit. 
Um, actually, no. Let's let's look at the the pictures before we get a little bit further into it. Yes. I'm gonna highlight them real quick. There, there's videos, but I think um, just for the sake of time, and I think these pictures do justice for what's happening. I'll just take a look at them. I'm highlighting it real quick. So that's part of Gaza right now. Yeah. It it really is a a horrible sight to see. It is. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. And I I just have to ask do we really blame Israel at this point or do we blame Hamas? And I think I we should blame question. Hamas. I have another yeah. question. And this was for the initiators of the war. Which was... Uh, Hamas. Hamas, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and my question for them uh, is, was it worth it? Was any of this worth it? Right. I, I happen to think that this was opportunism. But, I mean, either way, does it really matter? I have to ask, was any of this worth it? Gaza is in shambles, as we can see in this, in this photo. Reduced to slag. Meanwhile, Israel is littered the streets with body bags. Both uh, countries... Ha- well, Hamas isn't a country, but like um, Iran and Palestine have suffered losses because of this war. Both sides have been destroyed in at least some way by this conflict that was born out of what, what did you say it was again? Like Israel trying to make a, some deal with Saudi Arabia. That's a possibility. It's literally, not known exactly. Not even known. So it could be literally be nothing. Was it worth it? Even if I, even if your even if your goal is exterminate, you know, all Jews on the planet Earth. Like it's just it's just so bankrupt. I literally can't like justify or in any way make sense of it it was mindless it was senseless and it wasn't just sadistic it was also masochistic i can't think it had to have been worth it it definitely was not worth it um and just a quick thing to say I think if, at this point, if you see all the imagery that's going on, and you're actively aware of what has happened to Israel and the people, if you do not believe Israel has the right to defend itself against these attacks, well, I don't know. I think at this point they're more than justified to really mend what's wrong. I think so too. And yeah, and this is the same justification the U.S. had in 2001 when Al-Qaeda sent two planes into the World Trade Center, sent a plane into the Pentagon, and sent a plane into a field in Pennsylvania. 
That was or enough. Or they would have hit another target if the yes. passengers did not intervene. Yes. Israel has experienced 12 and a half of those attacks in one day. So I think that's more than enough justification for them to go in like this. If the U.S. can start a 20-year-long war over one attack, Israel starting a war over 12 of those attacks, it's at least reasonable. Right. So, um, coming to the Prime Minister of Israel... He released a statement not too long ago, I believe, uh, in the past two days, one day, something like that. All right. He he speaks English fluently, so we don't need to translate this, thankfully. Perfect. Let's see this. And uh, it's going to be this first clip right over here. Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer, Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling, slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children, and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. I want to thank leaders across the world who are standing with Israel today. I want to thank the people and Congress of the United States of America. In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people, it is fighting for every country that stands against barbarism. Israel will win this war. And when Israel wins, the entire civilized world wins. That was a very powerful speech. I, I wish that uh, we had somebody like that in America, it, you know, it, to, to give a speech like that. You know, we did at a time. <laughs> That's besides the point. I, I agree. When Israel wins, the civilized world, the world without Hamas, wins and i think that it is fair to say that at least some support is warranted certainly if we can dump all of our all of that money all of that taxpayer money into ukraine uh you could definitely argue that a similar proportion uh or at least something is worth uh, giving to Israel. The other thing now, the is, interesting part... Yes. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the interesting part about Israel is they actually don't need any money. What they need is ammunition. And so uh, 
Congress well, yes, is going to supply is, that. You know, the United States has not just uh, donated um, money to Ukraine. Right, They've right. also uh, donated equipment and ammunition and personnel so, to Ukraine. The, the United States obviously has donated equipment, but they also have donated 200 plus billion dollars to Ukraine. So I think in this situation, um, yeah, I, 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 I also, of course, can't help but you know be, uh, or at least try to be, um, sort of objective and consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I have criticized uh, the American government for giving as much as we have to Ukraine on this podcast before, and I stand by those criticisms, and I do think that repeating uh, that mistake. Uh, Israel is something that we should keep in mind. Um, For sure. Yes. So, similar proportion, let's throw that out the window. We have given too much to Ukraine. Uh, especially since we must help ourselves before we can help anyone else. But, uh, I meant that more in the sense that um, our government is in a state of freefall uh, economically. We are pretty much destined for some type of crash. We are already in a recession uh, with inflation and with um, uh, taxes and with uh, rising interest rates. Uh, We are at a point where the government is uh, spending way too much than we make and is falling into debt freefall, as I mentioned. So... I meant that specifically in the context of um, we're already doing this with Ukraine. Arguably, Israel deserves that support even more right now in this critical moment. Um, but, of course, my general policy is not to uh, overly uh, spend on other countries and focus our economy more on or actual soil. Uh, but of course, yet again, I must reiterate, we are not doing that. <laughs> so We don't want to overdo it. Right. Well, we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to underdo it. Somewhere in the middle, there is a reasonable middle ground that I think is deserving um, in the case of this conflict. Because Israel cannot lose this. They will be obliterated. Yeah. Just to add, because I don't want to go over what's happening in Gaza, I want to be fair. Israel has cut off, they basically have put Gaza under a siege. They've cut off their water, food, electricity, and fuel. Because Israel, for the longest time, has provided that for free to Gaza without charge. And so there's that. So obviously, it's going to be tough on the people there. But when they have that support base for Hamas, what do you expect? Right. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's important to keep that in mind that Israel is going to take some drastic, chain, uh, some drastic measures because of this war. And some of them could be argued to be unjust. You know, uh, many, many people in, you know, Gaza are not necessarily involved with this conflict. And so, fair enough, right? But the fact of the matter is, that is the consequence of war. And 
this war was not started by Israel. Like, uh, was it the, the president? Benjamin Netanyahu said. Yes. Um, he said that uh, Israel did not start this war, but uh, they planned to finish it. Yes. And that is what finishing that war means. This is clearly going to be only a temporary uh, situation while the war is fought. And then when the war is concluded, presumably what is left would be reinstated with that support if not that is something to consider on the other side but we will only know until after the war is over at this point hamas is actually asking for a truce because oh, of this, yeah, the yeah. destruction yeah okay uh-huh no fuck hamas bro so like i was doing a little Cry research bullies right wow. now and apparently well not apparently they have american citizens like hostages right now i believe 14, it's 14 yeah no 14 have been murdered there you go they have more hostages but 14 have been murdered by hamas and i was reading i was uh, watching um Biden's address to this and it's you can just tell he's a decrepit old man mm-hmm. and like i don't have i was found this clip on like instagram of course but like he was saying let me try finding i think um i think i watched a little bit of his address particularly at the very end where he was asked questions and i think a reporter asked something along the lines of do you think the six billion dollars of unfrozen aid assisted hamas in their invasion and biden just walked off the stage God, because he knows he felt fucked up. He fucked up. Right? It was an obvious fuck up. Well, yeah, but also just uh, you know, uh, the Biden moment of walk <laughs> off stage, no contest. He literally ruined America's name. It literally, if any other president, even for Obama, troops will be there and, and like take the Americans out of there with force before this episode was even recorded all right so he just basically ruined the americans name a reputation of being a badass fucking country don't fuck with our citizens the world superpower exactly and it's being literally ruined by a decrepit old man that has a fucking hand stuck shoved up so far up his ass that he just has no brain function like, well, I if you say that it's entirely ruined, but it's certainly not as good I as mean, it used to be. How is it you guys want to know? We are literally a joke now. Like, I can't think of one country that respects us. Do you guys want to know the irony of all this in the, in the situation? Hamas yeah. has been using American M16s in combat. And you might ask yourself, well, how did they acquire those weapons? Well, oh, I know how they there's... acquired those weapons. I know how. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> There's two avenues for those unaware. <laughs> Number one, it could have been through Afghanistan when they left $88 billion worth of equipment. Uh, or number two, or number two, it could have been from Ukraine because Ukraine is the most corrupt country in Europe. What? Yeah, you Ukraine is the most corrupt country in Europe. It's not, this is not a disputed fact. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. I, I, I get that they might be corrupt, but... Are no, they, they are. Corrupt for Hamas? 
Like they might be. No, you never know. You never know. This this seems at least somewhat conspiratorial thinking. Now, I I Do obviously would evidence? assume first. I would assume first it's from the Taliban. Well, but right, I'm not well, going to rule out. Well, that that seems to have the most prevalent evidence behind it because I mean clearly the stash exists. And the Taliban was yeah, also Well, the Taliban were the the people who did, did 9/11, right? Uh, well, they held the people who did 9-11. So, yeah. it's a weird situation with the Taliban. Uh, the Taliban were basically housing Al-Qaeda. Right. Who did 9-11, but they were also supporting them. And then the Taliban has also supported Hamas, correct? Yes. Yes. They actually so, won't denounce what's happening in Israel. Well, yeah, no surprise. Obviously, yeah. So, so, clearly, there is a certain level of relationship or support between the two. Uh, th- there's a clear connection here. I think the Ukraine assumption is a little bit baseless. I th- look. I wouldn't put it past them just because of the corruption problems. Once again, it's the most corrupt country in Europe. Um, I do think it's more likely it came from the Taliban, though, obviously. So there, there's that. I just wanted to point out both sides. Okay. And I think that goes to the the fact that American foreign policy is now laughed upon throughout the world. It started really with uh, Afghanistan when it fell to the Taliban. Mm. Then when Ukraine happened, it also uh, started to ramp things up. And I guess with this situation, if it wasn't clear to China already that uh, Taiwan was probably the prime or the ripest it's ever been for takeover, I think this really points that out for them. Yeah. And we've talked about that extensively. Taiwan is next. People have been theorizing about when China will try to take back Taiwan for a while now. Hasn't happened yet. Doesn't mean it won't. Of course, just be a little bit skeptical. Because... 100%. It's going to be before, right before, like, before the election. There's no way it's going to happen after. Be... I think, yeah. I think if you want to strike and, and there's a time to strike, it's before a Republican like Trump gets back in office. That makes because sense. All... Because once again, we post, we talked about this in our last podcast, episode 49, which at this point hasn't came out, but it will come out is later it, tonight. Is 49 the one we're recording right now? Oh, sorry. 48. My bad. You're right. Uh, we talked about how Trump was, the reason why he was so beautiful in his foreign policy was because he was unpredictable. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. This is a gobbler for fucking Trump, bro. That's bro, like, get in there, bro. Damn, bro. Hell yeah. Um, what? Okay. It's beautiful because he's unpredictable. So when he said to uh, Kim Jong-un, he has a giant red button, but mine is bigger and more effective. You don't know if he was bluffing or not, which was the beauty of it. Um, and I think with Biden, everything is so uh, formalized and processed. And he kind of is this, he kind of has this uh, persona that he's this grandpa type figure that doesn't really want to step over anybody's toes. And I think that is prime time for China to really invade Taiwan. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was just saying, you know, we'll, we will have to... We gotta be skeptical. Like, well, yeah, because, you know, it, it, I, think, I think it's also important to recognize that China is almost definitely holding the threat of invading Taiwan over uh, our heads. Yeah, as, for sure. As a scare tactic. So it's important... Holding it hostage. Yeah, right. Uh, so, 
just important to keep in mind again it's it's very possible that it will happen but not necessarily that it will be happening right now i i i do agree it might happen around uh, the election time because that would definitely destabilize uh america uh even more than it's already destabilized but that's kind of a tangent <laughs> so at this point we don't have anything uh remaining about the direct conflict we have sort of indirect scuffles and when i say scuffles i mean like just horrible people in general. So the first person is Mia Khalifa. And uh, I'm sure you guys are all aware of her. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not King Chow. Well, but, uh, I, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've heard of her. Like, sort of yeah, you've French, heard. But... Yeah, yeah, so... Um, okay. Is she like part of the Taliban or what? Yeah, she's part of the... Okay. She is... I'm not joking when I say this. Please take this seriously. <laughs> she is the most famous porn star on the planet. Deadass? Deadass. Oh. I thought it was Johnny Sins. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know. I'm not. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and she is a Muslim. She is? And she's on the left. Isn't, I thought, isn't I thought Muslims like... didn't approve uh, of them showing Oh, yeah. Skin. She, yeah she's banned in her home country. She's not allowed to enter. Uh, wait, but she's still Muslim? She's still Muslim. Muslims are religion. Only. And she's been married like three times. That so there, there's sense. a little like a uh, moral uh, questioning over there. Wait, so she calls herself Muslim? She practices all the... I don't know things? if she practices. So how is she Muslim? Well, because you gotta ask her Muslim's that. Muslim's not a... It's about identity. It's not ethnicity. Yeah, man. If, if I call myself a billionaire, even though I'm clearly not, just because... I say it's my identity means it's my identity. Don't oh, forget. Like I call, a, I call myself a Christian. Yeah. You know there are gay Christians, right? Name one. <laughs> what? Name one. Um, I don't... <laughs> exactly. I do have one in mind, but I don't want to dox them. Say it. The Pope. Nah, nah, nah. The Pope? I hate the Pope, bro. He's a literal... Like, I've already said this to them way earlier podcast that he's uh for the devil he works for the devil nah, there's nah, no way okay, he bro. he contradicts his own belief system every time he speaks he's honestly the worst guider for his shitty religion the catholic church i hate the catholic church they are full of contradicts they do everything they praise the disciples even though we're not supposed to pray to these statues and these false idols all right, that's literally against the Bible. But yeah, they still, still, this is why I don't like Catholic Church. I have a huge gripe over the Catholic Church. Yeah. Something because I got my heart broken by Catholic. No, stop that. <laughs> well, let's get back to a I woman. I don't, know, I don't know why you felt like you needed to mention that on the podcast. I was joking. I was joking. Yeah, was joking. joking. Wait, wait, what? Mia Khalifa, someone who's not joking. Actually, transitions. Yeah, great, yeah, great transition. Bro. Uh, she said on Twitter, and I'm quoting her directly, so don't take this out of context, people. Quote, can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal? Yes. <laughs> Which, she, what? she wants that 4K HD freaking movie oh, vibe, bro. And she knows a lot about camera angles, so, you know, they better take her advice. Bro, she Anyways. need to get better lighting, too, you know? Yeah. She also, she also tweeted, quote, this is a renaissance painting. Huh? Referring to uh, 
obviously what happened in Israel. So she's supporting the Palestine? She supports Hamas. And so what you're telling me is that she should... Let's see how she likes it when she gets killed and then afterwards. She probably like it, actually. And the funny part about all this, the irony, is that she has a contract with Playboy. And the CEO of Playboy tweeted this out in response to her first tweet about filming in horizontal. He said, quote, This is such a horrendous tweet, Mia Khalifa. Consider yourself fired effective immediately. Simply disgusting, beyond disgusting. Please evolve and become a better human being. The fact that you are condoning death, rape, beatings, and hostage-taking is truly gross. No words can explain your ignorance. We need humans to come together, especially in the face of tragedy. I pray for you to become a better person. However, it seems like it's too late for you. Based? Yeah, which is... I, I never really expected that from Playboy, but you know... Here we are. Yeah. Rare W. Rare W. Yeah. So that's the, the Mia Khalifa situation. And she, she actually deleted those tweets because obviously those they're horrible on every imaginable way. Uh, but she's not, she's not apologetic at all. She's yeah. still defending her wow. position. Because why would she? Why, why does she need to be apologetic at all? She doesn't need to. And it's not because people are not flaming her. It's because she is so delusional and set in her own beliefs that she will not even hear out the other perspective and really look at what's in front of her eyes. As I mentioned, she already has a lot of moral contradictions with the whole Muslim thing, even though she's the most famous porn star in the world. And the fact that she's had three marriages and the fact that she's banned from her home country. She also, in response to the Playboy CEO, she said, that's the most press you'll ever get out of me for your shitty little company. You quite literally couldn't pay me to post about it publicly before because I thought it was so bad. It's free Palestine until Palestine is free. And she also tweeted, I'd say supporting Palestine has lost me business opportunities, but I'm more angry at myself for not checking whether or not I was entering into business with Zionists. My bad. Wow. So this is a full-on racist. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I don't, bro, I'm just reading all these replies to Todd, this guy's tweets. And he's just like, what the fuck are these people delusional for? This one guy, uh, can I say can I say the name on him? Sure, go for it. Apollo Gray, bro, said, hope you've been self-righteous when Palestinians have been killed as well. Palestinians and Jews need to find resolution, but your self-righteous is, righteousness is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Of you don't have the same outrage when innocent Palestinians are killed by Jewish military. While wait, while what is happening is atrocious, don't be a hypocrite. I don't see his hypocrisy in the tweet that Todd put. Like yeah. he's recognizing the atrocities happening. He's not saying that Palestinians don't go through the same thing. He's saying it's difficult for her to say these things about this horrible things happening. I don't feel like he's taking a side. He's just praying for those who are affected through this uh, events. So I don't understand these people who are bashing him and who are like pro passing bullshit. Like he's not really picking a side. I, don't I think the people. problem with Mia Khalifa is the fact that she's obviously being racist in these tweets, but also um, she's taking the hardline stance 
that Israel is in the wrong and that Palestine is in the right. A lot of them leftists, they won't claim that Israel is in the right, especially nowadays. What they'll claim is that there is the cycle of violence, that peace needs to be, there needs to be peace on both sides, which I think is inherently not good. Well, okay, yeah. it, it, it's, it's essentially a synopsis of the two-state solution. And the thing is, the two-state solution would work if, if Palestine uh, gave up their infinite goal of exterminating the Jewish race. But that won't happen. It is foundational to their religion and their nation's ideology. Oh, Chow, I just uh, just looked at the clip. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? All right, Sonny, watch this, dude. Clip, what the fuck? So let me just read it for the viewers before we get into it. It says, Awful life hacks. Mia Khalifa seen using her mask to pick up her dog's poop and then immediately putting the mask back on her face. In resurface video, Mia said in a comment she was following the law, and in the comment she said, Please don't shame me for not littering and wearing a mask, which is the law in West Hollywood, crying face emoji. No, so this is back in uh, 2021. So I guess the law, they're gonna fucking put it behind bars if you don't wear That's a mask. That's wild. It's not, it's not the law. No, oh. but, but, but I'm just saying, like, Mia, th this you? Bro, she a, she a shit sniffer, bro. She a shit sniffer. She fucking love the doo doo. She a doo doo eater, bro. She a <laughs> fucking dog, man. Fucking shit griper, bro. Oh my god, bro. Little fucking ooh, so good. Ooh, like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> god. <laughs> Dude, that is. I didn't even know that happened, Chow, so that's wild. I just Man, found it in the wild. How did you find it? <laughs> <laughs> Matt is saving his files, bro. He, he was ready. He was ready. He was ready. I found it in the comments, bro. I found it in the comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 bro. Uh -huh, sure, uh -huh. sure, sure, yeah, why yeah, would yeah, I why yeah. would I have that on tap, huh? I don't know, bro. You tell me, bro. <laughs> it's kind of weird. That's why. for a special time or something. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. It was. It was in the comments. Yeah. It will yeah, send yeah, you yeah. the original. Yeah, look. yeah. Show me, show me, show me the question. Look, look. look. Yeah. This, was, this was in the replies. Yeah. Where's the reply? Where's the thread, though? Where's the thread? It's a quote tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, buddy. Okay, okay, man had to save. He had to save. This yeah, he had to save. You know, notice how it only has eight saved. One is you. <laughs> One of them is you. <laughs> how many bookmarks does it have? Eight. Eight. One of them is Chow. <laughs> okay, buddy. Okay. All right, buddy. What's the second clip? Is the second clip? No, it's it's the same. It's, oh, it's, it's the thread. It's the thread. I got you. Kind of weird. Not gonna lie, y'all. But we move. We move on. All right, let's move on to uh, Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate, and Ben Shapiro. All right, uh, guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. Fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, a guys. Over. Bye, bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Actually. <bye. laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's gonna come back though. That's Don't worry. He's only playing Fortnite. Works. That's not how this works. No yeah. Free. You know how I have that blame King Chow uh, like graphic, whenever like the shit's messed up. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that anyways. No, that's not your fault. Shit, that's not my fault. <laughs> Welcome um, back. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. It's gonna be a quick one. Um, 
So it's not a crossover that anybody expected. So, um, sorry? I feel like we did expect this. Okay, maybe we did, but not now. I feel like this is kind of a weird time. You'd expect Andrew Tate to be sort of aligned with Ben Shapiro on um, on the things happening in Israel. But that's not exactly the case. And this all starts from one Ben Shapiro tweet. And this Ben Shapiro tweet, I'm going to quote it. Or actually, I'm going to give you context because it's a quote tweet. The context is basically bombing for of Gaza. So it's just a lot of bombs being dropped on Gaza. And in the tweet of the video, it says, Just in the UN Special Council for Human Rights in Palestine, we are horrified by what is happening. We call for a truce. And then Ben Shapiro says, and they could fuck right off. In a quote tweet in response to that. And then Andrew Tate in the comment section says, Mr. Tough Guy, let me assure you as someone who does his own fighting, as opposed to the excitedly encouraging others, or excitedly, encouraging others to do it for him while sitting at home on a comfy chair, peace is always worth a conversation. Okay. So, it started with that. And then, Ben Shapiro, he actually quote tweeted Andrew Tate with his response to him. He says, let me assure you, as someone who has not pimped women and bragged about it, that morality requires that those who rape women and kidnap children must be eradicated, not negotiated with. Which, uh, I think Ben Shapiro ratioed Andrew Tate there. And then, in the comments, Tristan Tate, who is Andrew Tate's brother, he said, A Jewish man speaking of the eradication of a race of people, 2023 is a scary place to, a scary time to be alive, I wonder how many of the women and kids who are soon to be obliterated, kidnapped, or raped anybody. My guess is zero. This is nihilistic and evil. And then I already made a tweet response to Tristan Tate on our Sons of Liberty Twitter, so go follow that. Mm-hmm. I pointed out that uh, Ben Shapiro never called for the eradication of a race of people. He called for the eradication of people who rape women and kidnap children, which is different. And then community notes... Uh, they made a, a note later on. They said, Ben's post explicitly states he calls for eradicating those who rape women and kidnap children. And then Ben Shapiro reacted to Tristan's Tate tweet in response to everything. He said, I called for those who rape women and kidnap children to be eradicated. So not only are you immoral, you're apparently illiterate. Based. And uh, that's where it ends. Cook. So uh, Ben Shapiro ratio. No, no, no. Shapiro W. Shapiro W. Oh, look, like I Andrew am Tate. Tired. I am tired. I'm sick and tired of the Tate brothers. Andrew in specific. So far, like the 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 mass um the the mass indoctrination of young men into the red pill manosphere culture uh is arguably just as harmful as the anti masculine feminist uh intersectional doctrine has been to, uh, for men. Um you know, being uh, hyper-masculine to the point where you are constantly stoic and anti-emotional and cold to those around you isn't true masculinity. It's sociopathy. I agree. And um, I, I generally like Andrew Tate, but I think in this situation he was wrong. And 
Ben Shapiro made a fool out Wait, of hold on. him. I, I, I just gave a huge critique of Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate's me, uh, message in general. Like, that had nothing to do with the situation with uh, Hamas and Israel. I, I think that Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate are still incredibly wrong in that situation as well. But, yeah. like, I guess I'm just curious, why do you like Andrew Tate? Why do you think his message is Alpha good? male. End of, end of story. Alpha male. Well, I think Sorry. generally he kind of takes on this Jordan Peterson persona that's uh, a little bit different. Jordan Peterson takes, I think, a more psychological approach yes, philosophical to approach. men's issue, philosophical approach. And I think Andrew Tate takes a more physical approach to men's issues. And I think that's valuable too, but I, I disagree with him on this. He also is taking this... Uh, Weirdly enough, he's more sympathetic to uh, Hamas than most people are, which is Wait, aren't they Muslim? very strange. They are Muslim, or I think yeah. Andrew Tate's Muslim. Tristan Tate, I think, is Christian. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a complicated situation. What? No, 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 no. I, I think I don't think they're ethically Christian or Muslim. Oh, yeah, but like, Tate you? is definitely, or Andrew Tate is definitely Muslim now. I'm not sure about ethically. Christian Muslim. No, you you can't be ethnically Christian. The closest you get to ethnically Muslim is like you're Yeah, I don't think you can be ethnically any of them. Well, you could be ethnically Jewish. When, yeah, no, there. That's, that's what this the... was talking about. This wasn't like, this isn't necessarily just a religious persecution. It's also an ethnic persecution. Right. That's, it's why, a... that's what... <laughs> I think, okay, maybe what Chow is saying, he's talking about the uh, Hamas towards the Israelis or just the general attitude towards the Israelis in the yeah. region. That's what he means. And I think that's true. I think um, they're taking this uh, Nazi-istic approach where they want to eradicate the Jews solely based on the fact that they're Jews. Which I don't think many people dispute at this point. What? That's a dumbed-down version for the Nazi part of it. Right, I think it's uh, easy to compare them to Nazis. Well, yeah, because that. they targeted the Jews, but I feel yeah. like the Nazis had completely different reasons. Did they? Yeah, because they're... One of the reasons was because it was the Jews fought they they lost during World War One, and the fact that they had an economic crash. Because they saw that the Jews were have, were not economically as hurt as the German people. Right. That is the reason why right. the Nazi party was formed to hate them. Well, but it's, but this be, is the it's thing. beyond that, though, isn't it? The socialist it's... aspect of the National Socialist Party saw the Jewish people as a race of bourgeoisie. And they also, I think the problem, the reason why it makes them racist, was because they associated those traits with Jews. Right. That's what makes it racist, and the same thing so is that's, happening well, that's with why Hamas. I say that, like, Jewish is both a race and an ethnicity, whereas Christian and Muslim True. are only religions. Yeah, that's a, we know that's a fact already. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm not sure what, we, what we're disagreeing on. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, really? no, no, no. Okay, no, okay, so I, I don't said, think we're disagreeing. No, no, no. no, 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 hold on, no, no. Back up, back up. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny. I, I said that Jewish people are an ethnicity. And you said, eh, well... Well, no, because what I heard were you saying that Muslim and Christian. That's why no, no, I, I said, the, okay, I don't I, think. I said the closest you could get to Muslim as an ethnicity would be, like, Arab. Like, that's, that's, what, that's when I said, eh. Oh, no, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. All right, go back to we recording. Have a recording. Go back to the recording. Okay, right, guys, it doesn't matter. No, pull I up think the we mod, missed... VR this thing, VAR. <laughs> All right. VAR this shit go back to I'll, I'll do like a slow-mo of whoever was speaking and yeah, we're gonna point out who's right who, who was correct no you you can't be ethnically christian the closest you get to ethnically muslim is like you're yeah i don't think you can be ethnically any of well you could be ethnically jewish when yeah no dude that's what, that's what this was talking about this wasn't like this isn't necessarily just a religious persecution it's also an ethnic persecution right that's what that's what But I think we all agree on the same point here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> okay, that, that was clipped. I, I, I was not hallucinating that. <laughs> what? I never said that. You know, editor, edit, cut it out. Uh, yeah, to I'm make gonna... Jack look stupid. Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, what were we talking let, about? <laughs> let's get to our second to last topic here. Um, it's... We are currently at the one hour, 50 minute mark. So we're, Perfect. We're, so we're right near the end. This one is uh, this. I think it's going to be a quick topic. Mm -hmm. It's going to be highlighting the protests around the world, not for Israel, which you might expect, but for Palestine. So around the world, a lot of racist people are coming together and protesting for in support for Palestine. Bruh. So, so the most prominent example was in Sydney, Australia, where they held a this uh, parade and this protest where they said gas the Jews that's not a joke damn bro in, in Sydney Australia protesters said gas the Jews so let's go watch this first clip I don't understand. I mean, I do understand, but, like, don't understand. Like, I get it, the patriotism to your country of origin, but to have that deep-rooted hatred, even when you're out of that system that just molded you for that hate, I just don't understand it. Because you you escaped. Why are you still holding on to those hate values? Like, even for Christians, we dislike and we don't agree with the gay lifestyle for example mm. but we're not going to go out and stone them like how muslims do in the middle east the islamic religion is definitely regressive and the thing is christians definitely used to do this in the motherfucking dark ages and that's the problem <laughs> that's the problem the, the 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 current uh formation of the dominant islamic religion is stuck in the dark ages and all of their morality and all of their solutions for morality are inherently tied to barbaric acts of violence. The thing is, you know, there, there are many uh, passages in the Old and New Testament, uh, so this is relevant for Christians, where, uh, I would say a lot more in the Old Testament, uh, that display barbaric acts of violence, because that was what was okay back then. But the thing is, Christians wouldn't act that way now because morality has changed. We, well, like, I feel like it's because we have that New Testament that is less gruesome as the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament was, for those who've read it, less. is way... 
What? No, less the gruesome, Old Testament is more gruesome, yes, the gruesome old, the old than Testament the New Testament. Gruesome, but the New Testament still has some artifacts and elements of the Old Testament's brutality in it as well. Mm, not well, really. I think the problem with the New Testament is, I believe, in certain chapters, like, uh, I can't remember which chapters, but I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think in Jeremiah... There's references to Rachel and the loss that she and her uh, and her people experienced. And then the New Testament quotes the Old Testament in that. So the reason why there might be some elements of, I guess, violence or some elements that we might consider barbaric is because a lot of the times it's either uh, making a reference or quoting it, if that makes sense. I might be wrong on the Jeremiah thing, but I know that... um. Uh, it's in the old, Jeremiah 31. There, there you go. So the the New Testament likes to quote or reference the Old Testament, which tends to be more violent. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I, I do think that uh, Islamic people tend to be less tolerant to the idea um, of yes. Western values. And that I, I think that's a general fact. I don't think anyone disputes that. There was another protest. There's so many protests around the world. It's hard to count. These are just the most notable ones. The second one is from France. Uh, this one depicts uh, police officers trying to break up the protest because, it's a, if you didn't know, in France and a couple other countries, it's illegal to uh, protest for, like, terror organizations. Um, which, in itself, is, is kind it of... Is it illegal in the uh, U.S.? No, you, you have the right to, uh, to protest whatever you'd like. Freedom of expression. Even yeah. if it's for a... a well, I, I guess... Yeah, anything considered a hate group nowadays, especially yeah. yeah well, the thing is, it, the thing is, even if you could define it as a hate group, on some level, there is still freedom of speech. Right, and I, I, I do I, think I'm that's an inalienable right. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the the government does not have the ability to take that away. Yeah, but in France they do. So this is uh, yeah, this is them no doing surprise. so. Well, that's why the French are gay. So <laughs> okay, awesome. pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, beat his ass, beat his ass, beat his ass, beat his ass, beat his ass. Yeah, yeah, bomb them for a change. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of a mild clip, to be honest. Like, please suppose he's going to lie, yeah. though. Kind of went hard. No, but like, I feel like they could have went harder, right? No, that was definitely, like, yeah. Did you see that guy just kind of beating the, like, kind of tapping that guy? I know, bro. Like, the guy was like, oh, stop, stop. Bro, literally, that was a shit I've seen all day. (laughs) I've literally watched Chow watch Valorant. Or play Valorant. I thought you were going to say something else there for a second. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) What is he going to say? Well, uh, I, I could say the clip of you and Chow, but... Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's not talking about that one. What do you mean by that? You know, when Kaika spread your cheeks, you know? What? 
I put his D in it. I'm just oh, saying. Kaika's words not mine. These fantasies. Kaika's words not mine. Wait, what? Definitely not my words. Oh, I have a clip to prove wrong. I mean, they, anyways. They, they, could, they could be your words. In a good world. Anyways, let's talk Wait, about... <laughs> Alright, let's Wait, go to the next clip. Next yeah, clip. Yeah, next clip. On, yeah, next clip. This New one York. is in our uh, home country, New York. Home country. <laughs> home country. Our uh, country. Oh, I just States. realized I, I haven't actually been watching any of the clips because I'm throwing. Just give me a second. Actually? Yeah. Oh, the first one is just... Uh, well, the first one's kind of important, so you could yeah, I'm, just I'm, take I'm, a look. Why haven't you watched any of the fucking clips? Bro, I don't know. I'm... I think he's Jesus talking about the protest Christ. clips. They're literally just chanting gas the Jews. Yeah. You just gotta work the watch for you for a couple seconds. The basis ain't over again. Unreal. Yeah, first one's cringe. Imagine get being it. so woke that you literally, like, spout fucking Hitler propaganda. Alright. Hear me out, right? If a Jew, like, drives a Camaro, right? Aren't they gassing? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Aren't they gassing the world? So technically, like... I mean, you could say that with any commuter car, you know? Oh, no, yeah. oh this is what you were talking Jew about with fucking and... the France police force. Oh my god. Yeah, that, yeah, that watch, him watch him light tap him, bro. Like, nah, yeah, look at the... Let's, like, see, bro. let's see it. Look at like, the middle bro! part of it. Is, the, is that what? supposed to be what fucking pr police brutality is? I know, oh. like, no wonder they have all these restrictions. They can't, they're not really restrictions. They're happy times for them because they're gay. The fuck? I'm pretty sure the French police don't have guns. Bro, I swear, you, you got the, all these fucking, like, armed men in riot shields. Bro, they just, and they just, like, lightly, lightly tap somebody in the ass. And, like, it's because they don't got the gap. Harder, they, don't, you know? they don't got the what? It's because these people are protesting. No, like, no, no. We're not, we're not going to nah, nah. by that. We're not going to brush by that. Hold up. What did you say, Chow? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not brushing by this. What did you say, Chow? Yeah, let's, let's watch the New York clip. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You, said, you said you want them to do what to you? <laughs> it won't matter. <laughs> You you want them to go harder on you, bro? Oh, this yo, child. Like the river to the sea, like. <laughs> All right, let's watch the next clip. Yeah, the next clip is uh, in New York. What would happen if I had dropped a backpack in the middle of that crowd? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, threw a backpack and started Like, see, what's with New... It's always New York, right? It's it's like that one clip of Kai Sinat, right? A way oh, yeah, and New trashing yeah. New York and destroying public property caused, what, what was it, hundreds of thousands of property damage? Yeah. And look, this is, this is why I fucking hate New York. It's full of rats like these people, all right? You know, it's. I'm not Honestly, gonna talk about the I... Jewish people. Sorry, Kaiko. Bro, kind of rats. My no, bad. you're wild. Not... <laughs> I'm talking about these rats not because this episode, they are just. <laughs> He's making that comparison because in New York, there's a lot of rats. Uh... But hear me out. I don't no, know what I was gonna say. These are are a bunch of like dumbass people. Like yeah. maybe it's because I haven't seen the propaganda that Palestine's been putting for Hamas, right? Because Realistically, we haven't seen yeah. these horses in this episode of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking through a one lens, right? I'm not looking at the other yeah. lens. But I'm just seeing the stupidity of how they're viewing that they're on the good side. Yeah. Now, maybe it's because I don't know much of the history of the Palestine versus Israel. But I see it's pretty one-sided Palestinian, 
Palestinians are killing Jewish civilians, raping, killing mothers, Again, and like separating if, families. If if the Jews stopped fighting, they would be dead. If the Palestinians stopped fighting, the stop that they wouldn't be dead. The fighting would just stop. Why does the pro-Palestine people think that they're doing is okay? Like I know you guys mentioned that the Israeli citizens to Haram or Halam, what are they called? Hummus? What are they called? <laughs> Hamas. Uh, Hamas. Yeah, Hummus. Um, why they think or that they think Israeli uh, citizens are not citizens, that they're part of the war, they're okay to kill. I know yeah. Chow mentioned that earlier. I want to see more in depth in the next episode or later on. We could yeah. do um probably not the next episode though. That's gonna be fifty. Fifty is gonna be a big thing. I don't know if we can just devote that. Well, we'll see. We'll see how we'll this see. progresses because yes. this could be even bigger than it actually is right now, if, which if, is kind of hard. If this but, blows yeah. up and becomes like the like as big as the Russia Ukrainian war was when that was happening, I feel like it's gonna be bigger. Wow. Mm. Well, maybe because of the Americans involved. Yeah, that would probably yeah. kickstart it. Yeah, because um, in U- Ukraine Russian war, there wasn't really that many U- uh, U.S. civilians killed that weren't right. uh, that didn't sign up to their military to Ukraine's military to support them. So I feel like this is gonna be bigger. And plus, seeing all the posts that I've seen on social media of how Israeli people are really banding together on this. Yeah. Versus Ukrainians, I feel like this is gonna be bigger. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. Plus, isn't the population of Israel higher than Ukraine? So. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. Let me check. Israel is like about nine million. Ugh. Ukraine is no. Ukraine is forty three point seven nine million. Oh shit! So Israeli has more. Israeli has less. It's nine million about. Wait. So you, but didn't you say four point three? No, no, no. In in Ukraine, it's forty three point seven nine million. No, oh, about yeah, it's about a fourth, like fourth and a half or so. I swear, if we drop the pockets for Israel, I'm just saying right now, I'm gonna get mad. Like, yes, I've seen this tragedy, but I'm not about to get more in debt for another country. Yeah, okay. throwing money at a problem should not be America's instinct. That should not be the first answer. It often. I think is, that though. was the mistake for. It's not. It shouldn't be. Like, that's why I disliked the Ukrainian situation. I did not like yeah. how we were giving all this money and resources. Like, I just didn't agree with that. Like, I thought was, Russia was bad, but I did not think it was worth the amount of money we did and put ourselves more in debt. Yeah. Again, we have to help ourselves before we can help anybody else. Exactly. Right we're now, already drowning. Yeah, we are, we are drowning. Absolutely. True. Anyone who doesn't think that we're drowning should uh, take a look at the national debt. Mm-hmm. Well, I still don't think we're drowning. Blow your brains out. Anyways, next topic. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Speaking of controversial statements, <laughs> like the one Sonny just said, let's look at some of America's brightest people. Uh, oh, American law lawmakers. Oh, well, I thought it was Chow's and be on here. Fuck. No, he has not made comments like these individuals. Uh, not made to the public. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go looking for them. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, wild. Okay, let, let, me see, let me see these comments. All right, so this first one, let's just give some context before we watch it. All right, fine. Is of a lawmaker in Colorado who is on the progressive left. 
And um, I'll let your mind kind of assume what his views are on the war. Let's just watch this first clip. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you are protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer. And every, I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are going to watch your bullshit video wrestle. Who is this guy? Who is this retard, bro? Who is this guy? For Chicago, that made sense, bro. What about Chicago's a Chicago's uh, a shit place, bro? The Chicago's uh, a shit place. What I'm pretty sure it's Colorado. No, it's Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Oh, uh, Col- no, yeah, Chicago. It's Colorado state representative. Is it? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Where? Where is it? Hold that? on. Go, oh, back, no. go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. How is he? What about it's... it? The, the... Oh, my bad. Colorado. Can, can you just like play that clip and replay that little section? In... Uh, editor, editor, Kaika. Yeah. What the fuck? This guy is fucked, bro. What do you mean? What about it? Uh, you know, huh? I'm lost. Um. The irony is that he says all three people that are gonna watch this video. This video has over 2.6 million views now. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. Yep. Better luck next so, time, buddy. Bro, look at his response to that video. Did you guys, uh, have you guys seen Twitter? it right now? Yeah. Let me see. It's, uh, it's his first thing pinned on his Twitter. Um, uh, okay. Uploaded It's a long thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, okay. I'm not reading that shit. Okay, I'll read it. Um, I'm against oppression. I'm against human suffering. I'm against attacking innocent people. I'm heartbroken for any loss of life. As I navigate uh-huh. our community's response to the events of this past weekend, I find myself in a moment of deep reflection. Uh-huh. My deepest consul- condolences are with all victims and families and all those still searching for or waiting to hear from their loved ones. I cannot imagine their pain and anguish. When we see injustice, we have an obligation to listen what is happening so that we may act towards justice i listened at a rally on on saturday in solidarity with the colorado palestinian community not hamas because palestinian people shared in the tragic loss of life this weekend i did not speak or attend the rally in support of hamas or in support of the attacks on israel that took place over the weekend nor did i spit on israel i have listened and heard deeply from jewish and israeli Coloradans who have called for my solidarity and mourning their losses as well. I take my job as representative in the state of Colorado seriously. I will always seek to listen to the experiences of all impacted community members and to offer healing, space, and support to all grief and mourning. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict is one of the most complicated in the world and demands nuance, and yet, as is also true in history of the United States, Expressions of support for the oppressed are immediately labeled as scary, divisive, and attacking. There must be room, more room, in this conversation for nuance. Rather than political attacks for partisan gain, we are going to make progress towards peace. I found one clear conclusion. I condemn war for any loss at all. War threatens the dignity of life for citizens in all of Gaza, in all of Israel, and across the earth. And I hope one day soon, we may build a world free from war entirely. Now, there's one problem with this. 
This guy specifically asked what he thought, what his opinions on the innocent slaughtering of women and children. And he said, what about it? Right. Bro, th- so the that's thing the- is, I, I agree with the statements, as utopian as they are, and we know, you already know what I think about mm-hmm. utopian thinking. I think that he, he at least had his mind in the right place. If I believed a single fucking word that he said, which I don't, in that whole, in that whole encounter, he said to, like, uh, like Keka mentioned, you know, the, the slaughtering of Israeli civilians. He said, what about it? Because the slaughter of Israeli civilians was second priority to virtue signaling about how much he supported, supported Palestine. And indirectly, Hamas. Yeah. And then, of course, he, he you know, blames it on the ethereal other uh, for making this political and divisive. Which is, like, the most divisively political thing you can do, but okay, sure. And, um, well, the stupidity does not end with our elective representatives. Impossible. It extends to Rashida Tlaib, who is a person in the actual United States Congress, and she was asked what her opinions on uh, the chopping of babies' heads, children being burned alive, and women being raped. And she actually had nothing to say in response to the reporter. She just walked away because she's on the progressive left. And if she answers that truthfully... It might put her position in jeopardy. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads walking doesn't give a fuck because she knows she's fucked like there's no winning in that scenario she either goes against her people or she goes against like a a very bad thing that happened that was her people is indirectly or directly a part of so there's really no winning in my opinion no there isn't because she knows either way she's fucked. So. But honestly, I respect her silence. What? I respect the silence because realistically, she couldn't do shit. Maybe, but well, I think that was the coward was still, way out. Yeah. It, it was what, still, what would you it do in that scenario if you were her? What would you? Well, I wouldn't be a coward. I would probably. What would you do? Up. How would you? How like, would if I was rushed to leave, I would just say I support the Palestinians. Oh no! No, okay. If, if, if I was her, I would either say I support the Palestinians because I'm morally bankrupt, or 
I would go against my uh, my sort of moral views, my framework, and I would say, I I either support Israel or I am undecided. I would just be honest. Honestly, like, was she born in America? She was born over there, Palestine. Let's see, Rashida. If she was okay, born she there. It makes sense. She could have said, "I was born in Palestine." This is a very difficult subject. I don't really have an opinion on this. She could have said anything. She was born in Detroit, Michigan. Bro, that's pretty rough state, bro. That's pretty rough, bro. <laughs> have you ever? Have you guys heard of Chirac? Well, it's kind of like uh, Detroit, Michigan, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I just um, I found another clip of Rashida Tlaib, which I didn't even know existed. It's her comments about the Holocaust, which is uh, crazy. Let me just put it like that. I don't know how that's how you can associate the Holocaust with what she said. I think two weeks ago or so, we celebrated, um, or just it took a moment, I think, in our country to remember the Holocaust. And there's, you know, there's a kind of a calming feeling. I always tell folks when I think of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust, and the fact that it was my ancestors. Palestinians who lost their land and some lost their lives, their livelihood, the human dignity, um, their existence in many ways have been wiped out and some people's passport. I mean, just all of it was in the name of trying to create a safe haven for Jews post um, the Holocaust, post the tragedy and horrific um, persecution of Jews across the world at that time. And, I love the fact that it was my ancestors that provided that, right, in many ways. Um, But they did it in a way that took their human dignity away, right? And it was forced on them. And so when I think about uh, one state, I think about the fact that why couldn't we do it in a better way? What the fuck? You just redact everything I said about her respect anything. Like, just uh, just redact that. Um, She's retarded. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch this in full. Let me just watch this in full real quick. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I'm halfway through. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Here's the thing. The first couple seconds of the video make it seem like she's like saying the Holocaust was good, or at least that it, like it made her feel good. That is not what she said. Let's 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 give the devil her due, okay? What she what she's saying, arguably on the same level of bad, was that the Palestinians gave the Jews, the Israeli people, um a a safe space, a safe haven from the Holocaust. And that that she was calmed by the fact that her ancestors were, you know, so, so um, noble and so uh, heroic uh, and so righteous to, you know, do that favor for the Israelis. But also that it was forced, which it's not how favors work, but, you know, regardless, uh, it, that it was forced and it was done poorly. And that when she thinks of one state, she thinks of how that could be done better. Those are the words of a tyrant. I'm just going to put, yeah. put that out there. She, when she says how we could do that better, what she means is how could the Palestinians establish a greater foothold of dominance over the Israelis 
to treat them like a child race. Kind of like how Democrats uh, treat or used to treat uh, black people in the United States. They infantilize them. Uh, She seeks to see that the Palestinians do the same thing to the Jews. Now, of course, in reality, they would just fucking murder them. But even if they didn't, um, this would be comparable uh, in at least some ways to, you know, what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. uh, But I'd say to an even worse extent. But then also, um, I think on some level, it's like, it's almost kind of comparable to slavery. Because it is a racial divide and this this whole thing it kind of sounds a lot like white guilt or not not white guilt uh the white savior you know the white savior complex you know what that is um i believe i've heard of it isn't it um where no you know what you explain it you explain it um i'm not too informed okay it, it was basically um it, it, it was an idea that many white people who owned slaves or lived in a time of slavery used to sort of, I guess, cope with the fact that, like, that's morally okay by justifying that black people needed or benefited <clears throat> from being slaves. And so white people were actually, like, this, their saviors, uh, sort of nobly going over to Africa and saving them from their uncivilized, uh, uh, like, you know, tribes and whatever. And so that sort of white savior complex is, it's, it's, it infantilized uh, black people as an inferior race. And in a similar way, I think that what she's doing is infantilizing Jews as an inferior race to Arabs or Palestinians. And the fact of the matter is, uh, whatever you want to say about uh, Israeli, uh, sort of Israel, uh, sort of performing the only notable example of real, like, colonization in the modern day up until, you know, Russia and Ukraine and Crimea. Uh, if you want to say that that's bad, I think there's definitely a little bit of, like, you know, there's there's wiggle room there. There's definitely a conversation. But uh, to say that it was a gift and to say that um, Palestine has the right to control the destiny of Jews... Uh, especially when all they would ever want for the Jews is ultimate destruction, is uniquely evil. Yeah. And it really puts all of that silence into context, doesn't it? Yeah. I think when you explained the second part, it made the first part worse. Yeah. But at face value, the first part sounds way worse. Oh, it's already bad. Yeah. See, the problem with the first part is... You could argue, if the second part wasn't bad, that uh, she misspoke, but she had some anti-Semitic undertone there. Yeah. And I think the second part, as you explained eloquently, was uh, way worse. And so if that had undertones... I don't know if it's uh, worse. It's it's about equal, to be honest, for me. Because the thing is, um, the first interpretation would be that the Holocaust was good. Or... At at least that the Holocaust made her feel calm, which is bad. which I'm kind of confused what that means. If she se- could elaborate, yeah, right. But the second outcome, the second interpretation, is that she doesn't like the Holocaust, which is better, but thinks that Israel is that the Jews should be babied as an inferior slave race to the Palestinians. To me, those two things are on the same level of evil. 
So either way that you look at it, it's bad. Yeah. Sonny, what's your take? On the last clip? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like the first part really gets you as if, like, that's rough. Especially when she says it gives her a calming feeling, the Holocaust. And then, but the second part is different because she's trying to display how her ancestors was forcefully, um, supposed, was forcefully put in a situation to help the Jewish people and in that way they were suffer they suffered because of it which is like um a half kind of back palm thing cuz she, obviously she you can sense your anti-semitic like self so while saying those words yeah and like i feel like we all just knew that like i like there's no way she's saying this as if she's doing this like oh yeah the Jews don't have them as bad. She's saying, oh, no, my people want the worst, helping them out. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a fucking pity, piss fucking contest, right? It, it, it does it's, sort of reek of that sort of signature leftist uh, virtue Olympics. or Not virtue Olympics, but virtue signaling oppression Olympics. Exactly. It's not like who went through what worse. It's the fact that, yeah, you both suffered both were very bad you know kind of yeah. thing but to That's the it. leftist it is an, it is a contest it is a contest of who suffered more because then that means who uh gets more victim points who gets uh lifted up by the uh diversity equity inclusion squad you know yeah Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is on some level all connected. The the um the utilization of progressive rhetoric to justify the atrocities happening uh, in Israel by Hamas um is no coincidence, and this was always the catch-22 that progressives would be put in, and this, this, this harkens back all the way to the beginning of the episode. Progressives are being hypocrites. They have to choose between two ethnic groups and they, they claim to be anti-racist, so the very choice in and of itself is already going to be racist to somebody. The fact of the matter is, when the choice is between uh, the Arabs, uh, Hamas, the terrorist group, Palestine and Iran, when these group of people uh, practice a religion that is regressive uh, centuries behind everyone else in the world, when their rhetoric is not just inflammatory, but designed to incite violence, like like literally for real this time, not like the leftist way of saying it, but like actually. Like, like we can see the effects of that rhetoric play out um versus uh the the Jews, the Israelis, the, the Hebrews, right? Those people who for the most part I would say have only uh sought out to reclaim what they believe uh is rightfully theirs, which is to say Israel, the Holy Land. 
you know, when it came down to the choice between those two groups of people, progressives chose the Arabs. Progressives chose the Islamists. Progressives chose the terrorists. And progressives chose Hamas. And that choice is going to have consequences. If you are a right-winger, not like far right, because the far right hate Jews for other reasons. But I'm talking about if you are a conservative, if you're a libertarian, if you are even just a sort of center-right moderate, or hell, even just a dead centrist, and you see this entire political uh, landscape as it is in 2023 with Biden and you know the gender ideology bullshit and the cultural Marxism, and you're watching this video and you see the problems in the world. Understand that it is the progressives that are siding with these terrorists, and they would do it again. They, they've already sided uh, with Antifa. Arguably, Antifa was born out of the uh, progressive cultural Marxist analysis and is loyal to that movement. I mean, they're not loyal to Biden, but they're certain, certainly loyal to somebody like Bernie. You know. And, and Antifa absolutely is a domestic terrorist group. They commit acts of terrorism. They burn down cities and they destroy and loot stores and, you know, these establishments uh, in a vain attempt for social and political change. That is domestic terrorism. If progressives have time and time again supported the terrorists on a domestic level and on a foreign level, then you must understand it is the ideology that allows them to do this, that allows them to calculate all of these sins away as being steps towards the socialist utopia. Then fighting against them is fighting in support of Israel. It is fighting in support of the sovereignty of the Jewish people. It is fighting in support of the foundational ideas which the United States was founded upon, and it is fighting for the continuation of the West, the liberally democratic capitalist West, as a block to continue to invest in and uphold the greatest, most prosperous, most humanitarian and most successful group of nations in all of human history since we were hunter-gatherers till now and hopefully onto the future. Nowhere else, no one else is comparable. If you support all of those things, in my opinion, you support Israel in this conflict. Very great synopsis, Biking Show. I don't love doing episodes like this, man. I know we got to talk about serious stuff sometimes, but sometimes I just like to bark about politics and fucking cultural bullshit. I, don't I know. I don't get to make as many jokes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't be racist now. I got to be all serious and be well, like, Well, you can. <laughs> it just will get cut out. Uh, oh, <laughs> Just like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep it in, keep it in. It, it, 
I, I, I believe that's all we have to talk about tonight. Uh, it is, yeah. we are, we are past the two hour, 30 minute mark. So let's Damn. wrap this up. This is an episode that probably wouldn't take more than our 30. Well, we had a lot to say. We did have a lot to say. And hopefully we can wrap this up for the most part. We'll, of course, cover this in a topic in future episodes when things develop. But this is our synopsis for the events as they've occurred so far. Uh, and with that, uh, my name is King Chow. Uh, no, season 2 probably isn't coming out ever, ever, ever. My name is Kaika, and I'm a dirty D2 casual. What's up, Blizzy Gobbler? Whoa! I'm sunny hot, Kakai. Whoa! I'm sunny hot, guy. Your host with the most, and I need to take a really bad piss. So let's end this episode. This has been Sons of Liberty. And uh, yeah. next episode, uh, whatever happens, I don't want to make any promises, but they're just going to be very, very. Very. So thank you for watching, everybody. And uh, Bing Bong. Bye-bye. You worry about leaving a better planet for our kids. How about leaving better kids for our planet? Entire generation offended at everything, getting mad that a human thinks all lives matter. We don't need black or white or left or right. What we need is common sense. We need balance. We're all in the same boat. Why you trying to make holes? If they sink, we sink. This is madness.